Welcome to the Well Hello Magic Podcast, hosted by me, Jessica Mickelson. My goal is to teach you how to have a memorable Disney vacation. As a mom of four, military wife, and lifelong Disney goer, I want to share the magic of the parks with you and help you experience that magic at home too. You can find me at Well Hello Magic on all social media platforms. And my main hub is www.wellhellomagic.com, which has everything you need for a successful Disney trip and more. Thank you for listening. I'm so glad you're here. Hey, Disney family. Thank you for joining me for another podcast. Today, I'm going to be kind of picking up where I left off last week. We kind of ran out of room um, on the podcast because I wanted to talk about preparing for summer since that is our next trip down to Walt Disney World. Um, but, you know, I try to keep these under 30 minutes long because I know we are all busy and have things to do. And I want to give you what you need to enhance your Disney vacation in the shortest amount of time possible. So my family schedule for Walt Disney World is typically two main trips. And then sometimes we squeeze in a third one somewhere along the line just because we want to go to Disney one more time that year. Or maybe we have leftover DVC points and we can squeeze another trip in. It's a lot easier because we just drive to Walt Disney World. And then there's sometimes where our regional airport has super cheap tickets. And so we try to take advantage of that. But this year, our squeeze in is in July. And it seems to be a pattern with us. We have been to Walt Disney World every July for the last three years since it reopened. And I don't know why. We choose to go in July and August, and it is so, so hot. And um, I just tell myself, next year we're not doing this. And then here we are again, going to Disney in July. So the first thing I want to make sure that everyone knows about Disney during the summer months is basically by the time May hits, Orlando is in summer. They are in full summer. It's hot. You need all of your gear. But the one thing that I think really scares people when they are booking their trip for Walt Disney World is they're looking at their weather app. My preferred weather app is AccuWeather. The radar is so pinpoint accurate. So it's just the one that I prefer. And they start to see that there is a 60%, 70%, 80% chance of rain every single day. And they start getting upset and freaking out because their Disney trip is going to be ruined by daily rain. I'm here to tell you that it rains in Orlando. That is normal. It is literally a swamp. There is moisture in the air every single minute of the summer. It rains during the summer. The rains are usually not all day. We've had rain that has lasted five minutes. We've had rain that's lasted two hours. And then occasionally we do have that full day rain. It's not very often. I think even when we had like hard torrential downpour, it only lasted an hour and then we were back in the parks. A lot of times we don't even leave the park because we carry all of our gear with us. So that way we just change out. Rain really does clear out a park. So if you want to maximize your time there, just wait out the rain, do some indoor activities, and you're going to have a very empty park. Following up the rain conversation, let's talk about gear. So we always take one to two strollers to the park. We will probably have a stroller for at least four to five more years. I only have a two-year-old, so I typically put kids in strollers until they're about eight or nine, and then I start having them walk half of the day, and then finally I get rid of the stroller. Um, but even with that, my 11-year-old is still trying to crawl into the stroller at the end of the night because he's so tired. So 
Disney is not the same as being at home. At home, I don't use a stroller at all. The only reason we even keep our double stroller is because we go to Walt Disney World. Otherwise, we would just have an umbrella stroller for our two-year-old. I also use um, one of these belly seats from Lilla Baby where she can sit on my hip. And so we don't use strollers that much at home, but at Walt Disney World, we always have a stroller. And then we also always have a rain cover. If you plan to rent a stroller from Walt Disney World, it would be advisable if you're going during the summer to buy one of those $10, $15 generic rain covers because the strollers that you rent don't have rain covers. They are hard plastic, so they're easy to wipe off, but it would be nice if you are renting a stroller during the summer from the parks to also have a rain cover available to you. So then there's the gear that we keep in our Disney bag. So the way that I plan for like the summer at the parks, I have one giant bag and that bag is just like a plastic bag, a foldable bag. And that is the bag to put all the bags in so that it's easy to get off the bus the Skyline or whatever it is, because we typically have a double stroller. So it always is folded up. If we're driving into the parks, you're going to take the tram more than likely. So this park bag is big and fits all of our bags in it, but it's a foldable type of plastic. One of my favorites in our family membership group, she uses one of the giant Ziploc bags that are like storage bags, and then you can toss everything in there. In that bag, you're going to find a drawstring bag for all of my kids. They all have their own like Disney drawstring bag. It's like six years old now. I probably need to upgrade it. But in that drawstring bag, you're going to find their water bottle, Crocs that are in a Ziploc bag because I'm weird about germs, their poncho, and then their snacks. That's all that's in their bag, their necessities that they're going to need for the park. And that goes underneath the stroller. When it rains, they all know, grab their bag and find covering. And then when they find that covering, they take off their shoes and socks, put that in the Ziploc bag, put their Crocs on, and then put their poncho on, and they're good to go. And we keep moving the rest of the day because the poncho is big enough that it covers most of their body and their bottom. That's why I don't prefer raincoats in this situation. Some people like rain jackets, but I don't because it doesn't cover your bottom, you know, and if you want to sit on something, you're still wet. And even after the rain stops, if there's any outdoor rides, you're still wet. So in that bag is their essentials. Now in my park bag, I have a waterproof park bag that I use. Then my husband and I sandals are in there, our ponchos are in there, and also umbrellas. The sandals that we use, my husband just uses run-of-the-mill, typical flip-flops. He doesn't care about that. Then I typically have Tevas in there. I used to put my oofs in there, but they are water-resistant. I found that out at a Run Disney event. So I was actually slipping through those shoes because they are not made to absorb any water. So they make them, it becomes really slick. So I'm also going to try these Crocs that um, I've heard people recommend. And they're a little bit cuter Crocs. They aren't like Crocs with like the holes. They look like normal sandals you'd wear on a beach or something like that. So I was going to give those a try. And we put those on and then we keep moving. If it feels like it's going to rain, 
And you can tell in Florida because it all of a sudden gets cooler and you're like, oh, the weather feels different. It's about to rain. If you feel the shift in the weather, it's going to rain. So then I keep my rain cover on my stroller and just keep it open. And I kind of prepare for that midday rain. A lot of times it's going to rain in the middle of the day. And so you can tell when it's coming on and just check your radar. Again, AccuWeather is my preferred app just because I feel like it's the most accurate. So let's talk about the other thing that's in my kids' park bag, which is their neck fan. Summer is brutally hot. And I know people are like, I'm from the South. I'm used to heat. My parents are Nigerian. They are very used to heat. And I will tell you, Disney World in summer, it is boiling because the reality is even if we're used to heat and we're from areas of high heat, we know that we stay inside midday. We do activities that are indoor. We're not outside in the boiling sun. So yes, your body will be used to heat if you're from the South or Southern states, but you're not outside for 12 hours during the day. So you need to prepare for being outside that long in this high heat. So here are things that we do to beat the heat. So we have cooling towels. The cooling towels are a brand from Amazon. You can find them in our storefront. They're our preferred brand. We've tried a bunch of them and we realized like we just need these basic cooling towels, no like gimmicks or anything like that. Cooling towels are not necessarily going to make you feel cold. And I think that's the misconception with them. What we do to get that burst of coolness is Because we stay in DVC rooms, we typically have a refrigerator and freezer. So we wet our cooling towels, put them back in the plastic bag, seal them up, and we put them in the freezer. If you're in a resort room that doesn't have any kind of freezer, and especially with this new movement to the cooler fridge, I would wet the bag, wet the towel, put it back in the bag and get your ice bucket, put the towels at the bottom of your ice bucket, and then put ice in there to get them nice and cold overnight. That's my little trick for when we're in a basic resort room and we don't have access to a fridge. That way you at least get that cold sensation when you first use them. We stick these cooling towels inside our little cooler. We always take a little cooler to the park. I actually have a cooler attachment to the back of my um, baby jogger stroller. So we'll put those in there. That way we just get that extended life of having a really cold towel. When we take them out, they're like ice cubes, ice blocks, and we put them on the back of our neck, on front of our head. And once they fully melt, we still will re-wet them and put them on us because that cool sensation of having a cold watered down towel still is cooler than the high heat outside. Then we also have these UV umbrellas, which I love because obviously it's an umbrella. So it's going to help you when it's raining hard outside, but it's a UV umbrella. So it has like the same stuff. Remember like in the car, you put those things in the windows. It's kind of that material that's on top of the umbrella. And so it does reduce the temperature for you. My son was being extra bougie one day and he took the stroller fan and put it at the top of the fan, had his neck fan and a hand fan going. And I was like, that's just excessive, kid. But um, that is what we use to actually like cool down. If we are waiting in a line and it's outside, we just put that on because it gives us a very necessary shade. So we really enjoyed that. So we have our cooling towels, our neck fans. We also carry hand fans and then stroller fans. Honestly, these kids get really hot in the stroller and especially when they're napping. If you have a stroller napper, you really need that fan on them. So I actually put two fans per seat. Excessive, yes, but if you are going 
pretty hard on a park day. They need that. They can't tell you that they're really hot or flustered, and especially if they're taking a nap in there. The other thing about the stroller nap, I love my baby jogger stroller. I want to try out some other strollers before I exit the stroller phase. My sister is still in the having children phase, so I know I'll get to test out some more with her because she only has a one-year-old and she would like to have more children. So in the baby jogger stroller, when you recline it all the way, there is a flap on the back and you can roll that flap up and air now will pass through the stroller. And I feel like that's super important during the summer. In the winter months, I keep it closed, but in the summer months, I keep it open because I want air to pass through. And then I have the stroller fans on them. So then they won't get so hot. Also very important if it's raining because it gets so steamy inside of that stroller with the rain cover on and the moisture in the air and the rain, I make sure that I have the fans going inside the stroller whenever it's raining and hot and steamy because I just don't want my child or baby to get overheated. And those are things you just don't think about because again, a lot of times we're not choosing to be outside for 12 hours in high heat, but we're at Disney World. So it's really like your only option. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey, parents. Yeah, you. Are you looking for a podcast your kids will really love? Well, we made one just for you. And for us. As genuine, all-natural kids ourselves, we know what makes a fun and interesting podcast. So we decided to make it ourselves. Every show is packed with interviews, stories, and on-the-ground reporting. We have interviewed everyone from scientists to Grammy Award-winning musicians to NFL quarterbacks. Listen to Wild Interest wherever you get your podcasts. Another thing you're going to find is doing a lot during the summer at Walt Disney World is starting really early, taking a midday break, and then trying to close down the parks. It really kind of messes up the flow of the schedule a little bit because you can't, well, you can. Let me not say you can't, but our kids cannot handle having super early morning, super late night, super early morning, super late night every day. So it's almost like our schedule is super early morning, midday break, super late night, late start, stack in evening, earlier in evening, but maybe we were more ride focused that day. Then we go to rest day or water park day, and then super early morning, super late night. So we're really picking like, okay, this trip, we are going to hit Magic Kingdom hard and Epcot hard. And then we'll do lighter days on Hollywood Studios and Animal Kingdom, go to Typhoon Lagoon or Blizzard Beach, spend some time at Disney Springs. We kind of have to plan our days differently because you want to like stay out of that super hot midday heat as much as you can. And so the days look different. And again, crowds, I feel like they're summer high crowds. They're not like the holidays. I feel like November, December, October, those crowds are higher than the summer months because some people don't want to travel during the you know highest heat, which is going to be July and August and September is even scorching hot there. So that's our strategy when we're planning out our days. Um, summer, I feel like you need a longer trip to Walt Disney World because you cannot be in the parks 
as much as if you went during like the winter months when the weather is really nice and you don't need all of your gear because you can't, you know, it's not going to rain and be super hot like it typically is during those summer months. So your park schedule looks a little different. Hopefully you have a little bit more flexibility during the summer. I think that's another reason why we like to go during the summer, during the school year, during, you know, the winter months, our time is always limited. So we're doing these like five day, four day trips to Walt Disney World, where during the summer, because the kids are out of school, we can do a full like 10 day trip that includes two weekends. And we really enjoy being able to do that with the kids. But our park days, we still keep them probably at four days at the park, one day at the water park, lots of resort days because it's just too hot to be there. So let's talk about midday breaks during the summer. So usually during midday breaks, I love going swimming at the pool, doing some other down activity or just really taking a nap. And during the summer months, I actually don't recommend going to the pool during midday breaks because again, yes, it's refreshing to get into the pool when it's super hot, but I feel like that's draining a lot of energy. So if we do go to the pool, maybe I'll let the kids go for an hour and then I make them go inside and rest for two hours because I actually want them to to be well rested because the weather is so hot. So I really utilize that midday break as a actual break. Unlike the winter months where I'm like, oh, let's go to the pool. Let's go swimming because the weather isn't also draining them. Summer, it's like, I need you to actually rest. It's really hot. You're going to be dehydrated. Um, Let's take a nap or watch TV and just really check out a little bit and get out of the heat. I don't want to take them out of the heat from the parks just to go swimming in the heat and exert themselves even more because they are swimming plus they're getting beat down by the sun. Now, if we're kind of ending the park day kind of early, of course, like let's go to the pool. But a lot of times I feel like we've lucked out and our midday break lines up with the rain coming. So we're indoors anyway, just because it's raining the whole time. And the pool doesn't close unless there's lightning. Um, But some of these midday rains are pretty, they're pretty good storms. You'll hear some lightning, you'll see some lightning and you'll hear thunder in the background. And then one of my like last, like you have to do this to have a successful Walt Disney World trip during the summer is electrolyte powders. Okay, you are drained, drained during this trip because it's so hot outside and you need to stay hydrated. It is so important. I make sure my kids drink a Pedialyte electrolyte powder mixed in with water Every single day, we do not skip. They're going to be so dehydrated. And then for myself, I like Element um, because it's like a salt-based powder. My husband likes Liquid IV. It's a little bit sweeter. And um, and then I do like Ultima too. I use that. That really has like, that's the healthiest one, to be honest. I feel like it has like no like additives in it, but I love Element. I love the salt. I love the way that it tastes. That is my go-to brand. And then Liquid IV is my husband's go-to brand. And we do not skip out on that at all during summer. It is a must every single night because you don't want to find yourself in a situation where you are feeling sick because you're actually dehydrated. And, you know, I had a friend tell me, she was like, every time we go to Disney, someone 
get sick. And I go, well, do you take rest days? And she's like, well, no. And I was like, so you go to the park all day long? And she goes, well, we try to make it, but if we have to leave because someone like fell asleep or something, we we go back to the resort, but we don't take any breaks. And I go, so you never enjoy your resort either? And she's like, no, I think about it. We, we actually don't. And I was like, so you're telling me that you go to a place that has thousands of people, germs everywhere you are. You go from morning till night without any break. And you're surprised someone gets sick every trip. And she was like, okay, I get it. And I'm like, yeah, you have to take care of yourself. In fact, I actually give my kids vitamin C gummies the week before we go to Disney and really any vacation we go on. So I don't want to say specifically to Disney, any vacation we're about to go on the week before I load them up with vitamin C. And then on the trip, I load them up with vitamin C. They also take Smarty Pants multivitamins. I know they're gummies. I know what people think about gummies, but um, they, they take them and eat them. So I give them their vitamins. I add vitamin C to it to make sure that they don't stay sick. We are well rested on our Disney vacations, even though the days are long because we do take breaks. And honestly, outside of having things that are like flukes, like double ear infections and that kind of stuff, we've never been sick at Walt Disney World. Um, When my baby had a double ear infection, we could tell that she was actually getting sick before we left. And so the first day we got there, we called Advent Health and the Disney doctors came and they she had a double ear infection and we caught it at the very beginning. So we ended up having a great trip because we were able to get her on antibiotics right away. So we are so grateful for that. But I'm not surprised when people are saying they're sick at Disney and they're not taking care of what like their body needs. So, you know, stay hydrated, stay on your vitamins, boost up your vitamin C a little bit because there are a lot of people there, you know, and you can do whatever you can like, you know, hand sanitizing, washing hands, that kind of stuff. I wipe down tables with like a Clorox wipe, but that might be a little extra. And um, just to like have some clean service surfaces because I know my kids are all over everything. And I have a licker. Um, he's eight now. So the licking has died down a little bit, but he was a licker. Everyone has that one child that licks things and you're like, Why? Why are you looking that? Why do you want to be sick here? You know, and so you just have to do whatever you can to reduce their chances of getting sick. And one of those things is getting adequate hydration and adequate rest. So before I wrap up this summer podcast, I just have to plug the water parks. I know when you think of Walt Disney World, you think of the four parks and trying to do those things and let's go eat at Disney Springs on arrival day, because those are things I talk about all the time. One of the things that we always do at Disney is go to water parks. And I know I probably don't talk about it enough, but the Disney water parks are awesome. We actually rarely go in the summer, but we always go like in the winter and the fall. But we are starting to go now every summer as well when we make a trip down. It is way more crowded in the summer. So this trip, I'm going to really pay attention to like, what time we get there, when the crowds arrive and all that stuff. Because before we've always gone in spring, in fall, at Christmas, the water is always heated. I believe it's to 82 degrees. So it's wonderful going, even if it's like dead of winter. And um, But we went last summer and I was like, oh, it is really busy here. 
So that was a little bit shocking for me. And then we attempted to go to an H2O glow night with my oldest son, but it got rained out. So that was such a bummer. So we didn't get to experience that with him, but we're going to try again and go on a solo trip with him to H2O Glow. And, um, but the Disney water parks are phenomenal. There is a Blizzard Beach and there is Typhoon Lagoon. Typically, one is in refurb while the other one is open, and sometimes they are both open. So it really just depends. Um, they both are for families. It's hard. Everyone always asks, like, which one is your favorite? And I'm like, well, favorite is different. So Typhoon Lagoon has Kitty Kitty Creek, which is such a cute, um, area for littles and it has a lot of stuff for them to do. So even before my baby was like sitting really or crawling, we would go to catch Kitty Creek and we could just lay her in the water and she loved it. So, um, I really love Typhoon Lagoon. That wave pool is not for kids. And I see little kids in there and they better be really strong swimmers. It truly knocks you off your feet. There is a little corner. If you're looking at the wave pool to the left, there's this little like enclave next to like the little intermediate slides. And I have my twins there and they practice swimming in the waves over there. Now, my 11 year old loves it. He's out there swimming and all stuff, but I still make my husband go with him in case a wave knocks him, you know, a stride and he hits his head because they are that strong. People surf the waves in Typhoon Lagoon. It's not for little kids. Like I don't know how many times I have to say it. You have to hold your child's hand. And honestly, you need to be holding them if you want to attempt to be in the middle of all the waves. So you can't really go wrong with either water park, but maybe try to add that into your day because you will have such a great time going to these Disney water parks. And I don't consider it a rest day because it is a lot of walking, but it is a partial day. We usually go from like 10 to 5 and that's enough water for the kids for that day. We go home and um, home is in our Disney resort. We shower and have like a dinner at the hotel and then we could start having an early day the next day. So don't miss skip out on those water parks because they're definitely well worth it. All right, Disney family, I hope this podcast helps you plan and execute your dream Disney vacation during the summer. I know summer can be hot, but it's just as magical to be there. If you have any questions, make sure you head to my Instagram. I do Disney vacay questions every single Monday and my highlight reel is full of answers. I am so glad that you joined me for another podcast and I hope you have a magical day. Thank you so much for listening today. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss the next episode. And if you have a moment, I would love a review. Find me on social media at Well Hello Magic. Until next time, have a magical day.